car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. In this week's show, we're going to catch up with our emails. That's right. And we've picked out a handful of interesting ones that actually would cover the populace of what you guys have been asking us. And here to help me today is our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. He's in the studio, and we're going to go through these and explain to you how you can make the correct decision for the proper repair on your vehicle. Of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts, I put them in my car. I put them in my customers' cars for decades. I put them in my mom's car. You can always rely upon the quality parts of AC Delco. And if you're in need of a part exchange, I highly recommend asking for AC Delco. So let's get on with our first email question. How are you doing, Peter? Good, Pam. How are you doing? Good. And we have Carl from Illinois, and he writes, Dear Pam, how can I tell if my car is getting the right gas mileage? Well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, it sure is. Basically, just fill up the car, take it for a ride, drive it down to a quarter tank at the lowest. Remember, that's your your new empty. That's your new empty. And then go refill it up, find out how many gallons it took, write down the new mileage, subtract the difference, and divide by the gallons, and that will give you basically your miles per gallon. Right, and you know, just don't go off the first one. You know, people do that, and that's not right because you may have some circumstance that you normally don't have. You know, you do this three or four times before you get the average. Right, because you may be doing a lot of city driving, which will keep your mileage, you know, relatively low, depending on what kind of car you got versus driving on the highway which you will get better fuel economy. So, exactly. So you got to just kind of take an average of driving conditions and how you're driving. And you know when you fill that car up, we want you to fill it up with top-tier fuel, folks. That's right, top-tier fuel. Peter's looking at me like, here we go. Yep. That's okay because top-tier fuel is like beating health food to your car. That's right. You don't want to put that junk food gas in your car. You want to put health food because your car runs better just like you run better when you have the best nutrition possible and top tier fuel is the best nutrition for your car now top tier fuels regional right peter absolutely yes and since it's regional you need to go on top dash tier t-i-e-r and google that and you can find out what gas stations are top tier in your area or ask your ASC Blue Seal shop, which of course we hope by now you're established with an ASC Blue Seal shop, or ask your ASC certified technician. Yeah, and you'd be surprised actually how many gas stations are top tier rated. Exactly. There's, I thought there was only like three or four, then I saw the list and there's well over 20. That includes up in Canada and all across the Even U.S. Even in Hawaii. Even in Hawaii. If you're listening to us in Hawaii, you've got one out there as well. So top tier fuel. 
You know, we did that one experiment with the Dodge. Three weeks with junk food gas and three weeks with top tier. And the fuel economy went up almost four miles per gallon. Right, and the car actually ran better, too, sure at least in my opinion. I thought it did. Sure did. And, you know, if you do the math, on paper, you will get a free tank of gas between about five and six tanks versus using the junk food gas because your fuel economy is going to go up. Right, and plus using no junk food gas basically is just going to start clogging parts up, and then you think the top tier is more expensive, you're going to end up spending a lot more money on parts if you keep using and the, the garbage stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep, that definitely keeps us in business, it that's sure for sure. It does. So top tier fuel, and Peter, your specialty is tires. Always got to check the air in the tires once a month. That's what we stress to our customers. Pick a day of the month you'll remember. Just pick your birthday. a birthday. If you're born on the 20th, the 20th of every month, put it on your tires. For our customers, obviously it's free service. If somebody charges you, you need to dope slap them and go somewhere else. <laughs> you should do. You shouldn't have to pay to have air that you breathe put in your tires. No, you sure shouldn't. But get it done once a month. Takes a whole whopping two minutes to do, and it'll keep your tires wearing good as well, and it'll help with the mileage. Well, it's part of your steering suspension and your braking, too. Yeah. People don't realize that. It's more than fuel economy. That's right. Safety. Uh, use your cruise control. Yeah, especially on the highway, right. On the highway, even in town. You know, there's spots where you're going out to the main artery. I know from where we're at, it's about two and a half miles to the main artery. Use the cruise control. Use yeah. the cruise control when you're in a steady flow of traffic. Anytime you can, use the cruise control. And yeah, you have to pay attention to what's going on, but you're supposed to be paying attention anyway, not texting or talking on the phone. Right. Cruise control does not mean automatic pilot. That's right. So, cruise control. Another good one. You don't need to be first off the line. This isn't the Indy 500. Basically, no, no jackrabbit starts because that sucks a lot of gas when you floor it and take off. Where are you going to go to the next red light? Yeah, you're going to beat everybody to the next <laughs> red light, pretty much. I We deal with that every day. People <laughs> to the gas station take too. off. Yeah, they take off at that light. And, you know, 30 seconds later, you're side by side with them again. It's like, you just kind of look over at them. It's like, wow, you got real far. Exactly. You know what? And I'll get better mileage than you. So, Speaking about meeting them at the stoplight, anticipate your stops. Right, because if you travel a road fairly often enough, like every day like we do, you get a good idea what the stoplights are going to do. Oh, yeah. You can pretty much get it figured out, and you can anticipate your stop. Once in a blue moon, you're going to have to slam on the brakes well, yeah. to stop. But for the most, texting or talking on the phone, not paying attention. Right, and, but for the most part, you should be able to be easy on the brakes. And another myth: please, by all means, do turn that AC on. Yes, please use the AC. Cars have really come a long way regarding fuel economy, and this includes the AC. There's variable clutches in the AC now, depending upon if you're asking full throttle, it'll right. actually turn it off. For the minimal amount, you may lose. Maybe. Maybe, if you're driving like an idiot. And if you're not, even less. <laughs> Peter's laughing. <laughs> we see it all the time. Sorry. We but see it. It's every day. It's Sorry. everyday occurrence. But use your AC. Keep yourself comfortable. When you're comfortable, you're going to be more alert, you're not going to be grumpy, and you're going to get to your destination in a more pleasant mood. Yeah, I would agree with that, definitely. 
And you know, speaking about going to your destination, plan your route. Think of where you're going to go. If you have the grocery store, you have the dry cleaner, plan your route. Don't bounce from one end of the town to the other. Yeah, if you don't need to, take the shortest route possible. If you live in a town, you've been there a while, you know the streets, you know where to go. That's right. Plan your route. Just basically make the smallest circle that you can to get home. That'll help save you gas as well. For all of you sports fans out there that like to play sports, you need to remove the junk Junk from from your your trunk. trunk. Yes. Yes. You don't need to have those two or four bowling balls rolling around in the trunk all week. Or the three sets of golf clubs. And doing tires, I found softball, equipment. softball and baseball equipment, Books. bats and balls, they'll, they get heavy. You should really pick on the sports because we see books and garbage and magazines. and Yeah. Like just, you were saying, by doing tires when you have to get to the spare. Basically, it's like a guy unloading your luggage off an airplane. You just get it on a conveyor belt, it seems like sometimes. They have so much garbage in there just to get to the spare. And it's just, it makes it hard on the technician to do that so well, clean your makes, trunk out if you don't need it and it makes your car drink the gas and it just sucks the money out of your wallet that's right so folks think about this we want to save your money that's the whole premise behind this added Keeping money in your wallet that's right added weight equals less money while we're talking about it saving money you know may take a little money but that check engine light on have it checked by a professional this is an emission light this is not a job for somebody who's going to sell you auto parts. This is a job for a professional. Just can't drive around with a check engine light. We had a customer who kept on having it checked over at an auto parts store. Needless to say, the vehicle started running even worse. He finally gave in and had us look at it. It was too late. Burned a hole through the valve. The EGR valve, the emissions gas recirculated valve, was malfunctioning and it was right there where the valve sits on this particular vehicle and it put a hole right through the valve like somebody had a blowtorch. Wow. Yeah. Too late. And something that would have cost them $150 because it was a non-linear. It wasn't electronic. Right. This yeah. was an older vehicle. I had a customer. I had a customer in the other day. She asked me if we charge to do diagnosis for check engine lights. Yeah. I said yes, we do. She asked me how much. I told her, and then she goes, "Wow, that's a lot of money." It's like, well, we can diagnose it and pinpoint it what it is, but you know, if you want it for free, you can go to the auto parts store. They'll do it for free for you, but they don't have the scanners that we do. They don't have the knowledge that an ASC certified technician has. Well, that's that's a given as well. Don't get me wrong; they're not stupid by any means, but they 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 haven't been they haven't been trained into what to look for. Once they pull up a code, you know they've got to go further in diagnosis of saying, "Oh, there's a code for you know an oxygen sensor." Okay, well we'll sell you an oxygen sensor and go from there. Oh, stop me if I've told you this. Guy came in town, didn't know where to go, went to the auto parts store. They went in and said, you have an oxygen sensor code. He had four of them in his car. Needless to say, they sold them all four. It was around $800. I remember okay. that one. Yeah, he went back three times. Three I different think times. They sold him almost $1,200 worth of auto parts. Yeah, it still didn't fix his car. Nope. Came in. It was a $12 vacuum hose. It was molded in an elbow shape, like your elbow. Yeah, $12. That's how had to get it from the dealer because it had a special end on it. Big deal. 
$12, folks. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. They're there to sell you parts. That's it. And just a brief moment, we'd like to thank our second half of the show's sponsor, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you're in need of an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper by name. I install them in my customers' cars. I've installed it in our shop truck. I love the three-year, 100,000-mile warranty that they provide along with the engine, nationwide, of course. And you know, if I decide to sell that shop truck or if a customer decides to sell their vehicle, that warranty goes with the new owner. And you know, in today's economy, it's pretty tough to replace your car. So it's cheaper, actually cheaper, to replace an engine or a transmission. If you're in that bind, ask for Jasper by name. And while we're on the subject of saving money, I want to bring up the arrival of my latest book, Car Care for the Clueless, Successful Used Car Buying 101. That's right, it takes you from start to finish on how to properly purchase a used car. A used car that's actually going to serve you well and take the least amount of money out of your pocket. And that's the whole key behind the books and the radio and the talks I give. It's to keep money in your pocket. And it's so easy to do if you just follow the common sense rules that we tell you. In this publication, which is available on our website, carcareforthecluelist.com, all spelled out, or Amazon.com. It'll be on their uh, website pretty soon here. It teaches you how to find the best fit and how to find the best vehicle for your needs, how to find insurance, how to find financing, right down to picking out your favorite color on your newer used vehicle. And it's all about you and how to save you money and how to be a savvy car care consumer. So don't forget, Car Care for the Clueless, successful used car buying 101 out at a store near you or online at our website, carcareforthecluelist.com, all spelled out. All right, now let's get back to the show and help you out further with your car repair needs. Okay, Wendy from Texas. She writes, Dear Pam, why do I need to change my oil every 3,000 miles? Well, Wendy, are you a normal driver or a severe duty driver? We've talked about this before. Right. There's an entire list of things that would constitute a severe duty driver, which would be the 3,000 mile oil change. Right. Basically, the main, the main one is... In town driving, stop and go traffic. That's really nasty. Very hard. That's very hard on vehicles versus driving on the highway all the time, which is not very hard on a car no. relatively. So, three that, miles. That, yeah, that'd be considered a normal driver. But a lot of stop and go traffic around town, that'd mm-hmm. be considered a severe duty, and it's very hard on oil. So. Mountainous terrain. Going up in the mountains, yes. Yeah, stop and go traffic. Temperatures above ninety, below freezing. Constantly driving in that. Oh, towing a boat or a trailer. Yes, that There's will another def- one. I almost forgot about driving on uh, dirt roads. Yeah, that would be hard too. That gets in there and clogs up the air filter and some of that stuff will get in the engine too. Sure does. You know, the best thing that you can do though is like we said before, pick the day you were born like on the 20th and have your vehicle checked over once a month by an ASC certified technician. Meaning, have the fluids topped off, 
and yeah, have the fluids topped off, check the air pressure. I mean, it's, it's a free service. It only takes a few minutes. It better you know? be free. If it's not, you better find somebody else. Right. It's free. Yeah, they shouldn't be charging for minutes. any of that. No. No, no, no. But they can check the condition of the fluids while you're at it and then make recommendations. And, you know, if you're budget limited, you can plan to get the service done before other damage is done. But just once a month, stop by, check the air pressure, check the fluids, see if we find anything that needs to be handled. You know, we had a car that came in. They had a lease. And just because they bought a lease and this lease was three years or 36,000 miles, they thought that they didn't have to change the oil. I don't think I'm going to like the conclusion you're going to have for this one. No. It was bad. Real bad. Let me guess. Engine seizure? Yes. And it got towed over to the dealer where they had lease set up. That point was between the customer and the dealership. Yeah, there's nothing we could do with that. So make sure you have it checked over once a month by an ASC certified technician. That's not your buddy down the street or who does backyard stuff or will come over and will switch out a fuse for you in your garage. This is an ASC certified properly trained technician. That's right. It's going to keep you out of trouble just like that one. Yeah, I had, I've had one guy, just a quick story, one guy didn't believe in changing oil. This is quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I've had my car go 30,000 miles. I haven't touched my oil, changed oil, anything. <laughs> oh, I, I pulled geez. a dipstick on it, and he had me look at it. It was so pitch black, and it was like mud. Oh, I was yeah. surprised that car was still running. And then three months later, he brought it in on a hook, and his engine was seized up. Yep. And I looked at him and said, you're going to change your oil now? He just kind of looked at me, didn't say a word. I just, you know, just simple maintenance like that. That's all it takes to keep your car running. That's all it takes, folks. Simple maintenance. Have that established ASC Blue Seal shop, that established ASC certified technician. Have that rapport with that technician in that shop, and your car will last you a long, long, long time, and your money will stay in your wallet. That's right. Isn't that amazing. Yeah, I'm Not sure. Only do you have a, meet a couple new friends, but. You make money off of it. Yep, but yeah, the one with the not changing oil at least, I'm sure the dealerships, it's so sorry, Charlie. That's right. You're eating an engine. Sally, Sally from Arizona, she writes, Dear Pam, I had to have another part replaced on my car. The shop said it was due to the plastic parts rotting. Is there a lot of plastic in my car? Of course there is. They know where they get, the more plastic there is. More plastic, just like everything else that you own now. More and more plastic. Right, because they got to get the cars as lighter and lighter as they can each year for improved fuel economy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's basically they got to get the mileage up and the plastic lightens up the car, but unfortunately it doesn't hold up like the older cars No, the exposure to the elements, time, heat from the engine, of course it breaks it down. And, you know, even though it makes the vehicles lighter, better fuel economy. You're replacing parts more often. Yes, you are. That's what they're banking on. They sure are. You know, in the 2013 models, one manufacturer, they've went to the point that they've changed the type of metal that they're using in the body. Instead of using the composite, they've actually gone to aluminum to make it lighter to bring the fuel economy up. Of course, that brought the price of the vehicle up more, 
because it's more yeah, expensive. Yeah, a little bit more metal. expensive, yeah. yeah. To deal with. And it'll be interesting if, you know, truck beds start disappearing overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, because some of them truck beds are pretty easy to take off. They I've, sure are. I've seen the guys at the shop do it. And, yeah. yeah. They do a fuel pump. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Don't they take sure long. Are. No, it doesn't. So, you know, they're trying different ways to make the vehicles lighter and lighter. So, there's more and more plastic, and there's more electronics. Right. Because remember way back when, when the engines used to be iron, you know, iron blocks and everything. Now it's all aluminum and plastic on the engines, and you're replacing more parts than ever before. Where the old cars, you didn't really even have to touch the engine at no, all. No, you didn't. So, you choose not to fix that part. You know, it's just going to domino into something bigger. That's right. Just keeps on going and going, and it's going to cost a lot of money. So when one little thing goes, get it fixed right away. Because it'll end up eating a big hole in your wallet instead of just a little tiny hole. Sure will. Okay, one more. One more. Okay, so. one more. Okay. This is actually it. One more. We have Ed from South Dakota, and Ed writes, Dear Pam, when should I think about winterizing my truck? Well... Depends where you live, and you're in South Dakota, so you're going to do it a lot sooner than we do. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. It gets a hair chillier than it does down here. It sure does. <laughs> so you're going to want to prep your vehicle sooner than right. the rest of us being, yeah, don't, being don't, up there. Don't wait till January when it's no. having a snowstorm at 30 below. No, you need to start with having the proper antifreeze mix and using the proper antifreeze. Yeah, there's isn't one that fits all anymore. There's Not all sorts anymore. of different types for all different vehicles. So we had that one, his buddy thought he was going to do him a favor and top the antifreeze off with water, and it was a special type, and it became like jello. And that was a very, very expensive There, there are a couple, yeah, I've seen a couple where it's a 50-50 mix straight out of the bottle. and it's, From the dealer. Right, and expressly says do not add water to this. Yes. It's a already pre-mixed and it's... What a mess. That was a mess. So make sure you're using the proper antifreeze mix. Of course, get with your ASC certified technician. They're going to yeah, help you out with they this. Can, they can tell you. Don't mix the different types of antifreeze. Nope, you're going to end see, up with a big headache with that. See goo again. Yep, clog up that radiator. It's going to cost you radiator and God knows what else. You get that gel in there. Oh my gosh, yes. And you know, have the vehicle checked over for winter. There are checklists, and each make and manufacturer has a checklist. And you need to get with your ASC certified technician and yep. make sure you have the proper checklist. For your type of driving, whether you're severe duty, you go back to that again, severe duty or normal driver, right? and you check it over. Yep, get the proper oil in there that's recommended for your potential winter temperature drops. That, you know, if it's going to be at zero or 20 above or 30 below, you got to have oil in there. It's going to be able to handle that as well. Exactly. And that's It's a, all regional. That's very important, but that's it's regional, yeah. Because down south it doesn't get as cold, so you don't need, say, as thin oil as you would, say, where red is at. That's right. Exactly. Those are great words to live by, Peter. And thank you again for coming in studio and joining me going over these email questions. Always enjoy this. Keep on sending them in. Remember, it's Car Care 4, the number 4, Clueless, at AOL.com. We have that on our homepage on the website. Okay. 
and uh, just keep on sending them in. Yep, we'll try and get as many on air as we can, and we'll try and answer as many as we can as quick as we can. Yes. We, we get bound up a little bit, but we'll get to them as quick as we can. <laughs> and, you know, all this is to make you a savvy car care consumer and keep that money in your wallet. Oh, and one more thing I'd like to point out. Our carcareforthecluelist.com, remember it's all spelled out, one word, carcareforthecluelist.com, we are going to be starting a form where you can write in and ask questions and bounce off ideas with other car care consumers and horror stories. We're there to help you, and that's going to be on the Car Care for the Clueless website. The form should be up by the end of next month, according to our webmaster. So we're looking forward to hearing from all of you on carcareforthecluelist.com. And remember, that's where you'll be able to find our latest book, Car Care for the Clueless, same book series as our first, but this is Successful Used Car Buying 101, and look for it on a shelf near you and online, and of course, at our website, Car Care for the Clueless. It's all about saving you money. Until next week, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon, Host Website. See you next week.